Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. This is Cynthia Pooler, and we're going to have to talk about a very important subject today. My guest is Mary Rosak, and we're going to talk about the coronavirus that had have two documented cases in Albany County. So, Mary, um, tell us about what's going on. Well, uh, County Executive uh, Dan McCoy um, today uh, announced uh, that we do have uh, now two confirmed cases uh, of uh, COVID-19 in Albany County. And, you know, just over a week ago, the County Executive and uh, the Albany County uh, Department of Health Commissioner, Dr. Elizabeth Whalen, uh, held, a, held a press conference to to talk about you know some of the things that uh, that were swirling around because there 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 still are there are a lot of things that um, uh, stories that are out there or information that's out there that may not necessarily be correct and so just over a week ago um, they held a press conference to say hey this is this is the situation and we are prepared and we have been you know already uh, monitoring um, some quarantined households uh, at that point we've been in regular touch with the CDC and with the New York State Health Department and putting together our plans, working on the Emergency Operations Center, um, work that needs to be done um, with the the sheriff and and that overall plan. And so at that point in time, along with the governor's daily uh, briefings, we indicated that, you know, we didn't have any positive cases of COVID-19 in Albany County but everything was changing, literally changing um, by the hour. And so, mm-hmm. as I said, just just a, a, over a week later, uh, we, we find that, that we have two cases. And, you know, we, it was actually just yesterday that the county executive and uh, Albany Mayor uh, Kathy Sheehan um, were uh, holding a joint press conference to talk about the St. Patrick's Day parade. And at that point right. in time, at that point in time, the parade was on because there, you know, there were guidelines in place um, in terms of, you know, good guidelines to follow for prevention. And something that I'm that I'm going to say that I think you've heard from many doctors uh, talking about this, and and many folks on on the national uh, level uh, talking about this. What I'm about to say is not minimizing uh, the impact of COVID-19. What it is to say is that prevention starts with those best practices. If you are sick, stay home. If you sneeze or cough, try and do it into a tissue and then throw that tissue out immediately. Or if you're going to cough, cough into the into your elbow, the, the crook of uh, the inside of your elbow. Uh, right. do that. You know, if you, um, if you are not washing your hands frequently, you should be. Wash your hands frequently. Or use hand sanitizer. Make sure you're, you're cleansing that. And don't touch your face, particularly your eyes, your nose, your mouth. You know, the average person, you know, touches those areas so many hundreds of times a day, we don't even realize that we're doing it. And yet that's the way that you spread germs. And, you know, if you're using, for instance, uh, if you're at work and you're using a, a keyboard or a shared computer, a shared phone, a shared desk surface, you know, clean that off frequently. These are These are kind of common sense things that um, prevent the spread of germs. And mm-hmm. every year we hear the same things over and over again. 
It's flu season. What do you need to do? You need to get a flu shot. You need to stay home if you're sick. You need to follow these guidelines to try and better protect yourself. And I think people roll their eyes and end up saying, you know, I've heard it before. And then we have this coronavirus, now known as COVID-19, that comes along. And one of the best ways to protect yourself is using those, those same precautions. Now, in addition, we all know uh, now that because there is, there is person-to-person transmission, I mean, the two people in Albany County don't have a history of travel. They were not in any of those level three countries and traveled recently. So, you know, we know that it would be a person-to-person transmission. And so there are other guidelines now that, that are, have been suggested um, in terms of staying, you know, six feet away from someone. Um, because when it's person-to-person transmission, it's through droplets, right? So someone is talking. You've seen it sometimes. You've maybe talked to someone that um, as they're talking, sometimes you can actually even see um, some spit, right, that's coming mm-hmm. out. You see those droplets. And all it takes is droplets hitting a surface that you're going to touch, hitting your hand, hitting something. Then you're touching your eyes, nose, mouth. And the next thing you know, you have those symptoms. It is conceivable. Um, one of the things that, that I think makes people um, very nervous um, is a lack of, of information. You know, when you don't have information and you don't have knowledge um, about how to best protect yourself, that can, that can be scary in and of itself. And mm-hmm. what County Executive McCoy Uh, is doing, uh, is is showing that kind of leadership. What Governor Cuomo has been doing is showing that kind of leadership by turning around and saying, hey, you need to know this information. I'm going to tell it to you, and I'm going to say it again and again and again to make sure that message gets across. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, we're in a situation where things are evolving. Governor has said from the beginning, the more testing we do, the higher the numbers are going to be. Unlike uh, in uh, in Europe and certainly in China, um, I think that the, the difference is that we have been very proactive in trying to make sure and convey the message of prevention. And that way we, uh, at this point in time, have, have seen um, fewer deaths than, than they have experienced elsewhere. Uh, and I think that's what's most important. Also important to remember about this is that there are vulnerable populations. And, you know, to to say that, I mean, we have to, you know, say the reality, you know, we know that 80% of people, 80% of people who who contract COVID-19 will get better on their own, right? So it's a matter Mm -hmm. of, when I say on their own, it's a matter of running its course, that that they will recover, and yet there are those who are part of our senior population, those who have uh, compromised immune systems. If people have mm-hmm. heart disease or lung disease or diabetes, um, you're going to be susceptible to, uh, to COVID-19. And so you need to take a step back and say, how can I protect the vulnerable population as well? And, you know, once again, the guidelines are forever changing, and even today, the governor just, you know, an hour and a half ago, an hour and a half ago or so, um, Governor Cuomo announced some new guidelines 
in saying about mass gatherings and the numbers of, of people, a maximum, that can be at a gathering. There's a, there's a prohibition. He announced that there will be no more visitors uh, for the time being to nursing homes unless it's a dire emergency. Mm-hmm. That's a vulnerable right. population. Mm-hmm. So you need to protect those folks. You need to, to protect the people who are at higher risk. Um, you need to protect everyone, but, but you pay particular attention to those kinds of things when you have someone who is at, at higher risk. Starting Monday, Albany County is suspending congregate meals um, because that population we know um, is, is a vulnerable population. And what we are doing is we will be assessing uh, the uh, the folks that actually go to the congregate meal sites to see if we can um, get them home delivered meals because congregate meal sites serve two functions one it's social and two it is nutritional and so there there are some folks that are going there because they they enjoy the camaraderie but they also um, you know need need a place to to get a meal and so that will be assessed to, to see if we can do uh, add them to a regular home delivery um, service. So, you know, Maybe everything's changing. You, you work in the county office building where there's a lot of floors, there's a lot of people working. As you know, I'm a retired state worker. So for somebody like you and I who, well, I have gone out, uh, out to work in a building where there were a lot of people and you do now. Do you think at some point there's going to be a shutdown of services that are not essential? Yeah, I think I think that as things continue to evolve, um, we could in fact see that. It's all in the, in the interest of public health and public safety. And you know, the governor has just put out some guidelines again today, which um, which we're reviewing as well, about how many people. You know, if you have over 500 people in a building, you, you need to decrease the occupancy by roughly 50%, I believe is what uh, what I recently um, saw within the last hour. So, you know, that will require um, maybe having, having some people work from home. Um, but we are taking a look at all of that. We do have plans in place, and we're making sure that our plans are, are going to be in compliance um, with the evolving uh, governance uh, from, uh, from Governor Cuomo. So uh, as as this continues to change, so it is entirely possible. But I I must underscore that, you know, the county provides some essential service, very essential services that that can't stop functioning. I mean, people need to get food, right? So they'll need they they need to be able to come in to apply for that for that SNAP and to apply for that help and to be recertified. People need uh, heat. While everyone may think it is it is warm, they need heat and they need to be uh, able to uh, come in and, and apply for that. There are all kinds mm-hmm. of things, services that we do uh, with probation, with our Department for Children, Youth, and Families, you know, our child services, uh, our mental health, uh, everything, uh, and so many departments, that, you know, that are that are vital. So, service needs to continue, and we need to to go on. And we do have plans uh, in place, and it's just a matter of of at what point you activate. Uh, which level of which plan. And County Executive McCoy, as, as I said, has you know, his plans have been in place for some time, and it's just a matter of activating to, to what level he's been uh, looking at that with, with all the, the senior staff and, and commissioners. What about a grocery store? There's 
a lot of people that go to a certain grocery store, you know, all day long, and there's many, many people in the store plus the employees. What's, what will be the status of, like, a grocery store where people do need food to survive? Yeah. I don't know. Um I don't know what what kind of, of, of regulation, if any, will, will apply there. Um, mm-hmm. I do know that, you know, the county executive um, had just uh, mentioned not long ago doing another interview that pe- perhaps people go at off hours to the grocery store. Maybe it's a time when you can go at night. Maybe it's a time when it's less frequently visited um, mm-hmm. because I know you, you want to you, you want to limit your – um, amount of exposure to large numbers of people if you are part of the vulnerable population. And it's always a, a good measure, you know, to keep that six-foot distance. So um, I know that sounds hard, but this is our new normal for the immediate future, and it's something that, that people need to need to think about. And being informed, as I said, if you're informed and you know what you're facing, you're less likely to be afraid. And I think, you know, when you're afraid, then comes panic. And at no point uh, do we, we want to make sure that everyone understands that we, we are prepared. And, you know, okay. it's a, a matter of doing things differently. Okay. L- let me go back to the grocery store scenario. When you go to a grocery store and you buy groceries, you're going to hand them money. And that money is going to be exchanged with the, with the uh, person at the the cash register takes it and gives money back. From your perspective, Mary, do you think people should be wearing rubber gloves right about now? You know, I, I'll, I'll just answer personally. Um, you know, it's never a bad thing to, to try and be um, more cautious, right? So, you know, if someone is in, particularly in that vulnerable category, it may not be a bad idea to, you know, have a pair of gloves on. But I can't tell you and can't underscore enough how important it is, whether you're in a vulnerable class, a higher-risk class, or whether you're someone who is not, washing your hands, not touching your face, doing those, doing those two things. If you're washing your hands frequently and not touching your face, that is a huge, huge step forward to, uh, in the prevention stage. So, you know what? You have wipes with you, perhaps. You have um, hand sanitizer if you if you have it. I know that that that, um, that the governor uh, is working to uh, to get that hand sanitizer out, um, particularly to the, the most impacted areas first for free. Um, but mm-hmm. there is hand sanitizer still out there. You know, I would suggest you, you, we need to get in the mindset of frequently washing our hands, not touching our face, and standing a little distance, a little social distancing uh, from our from our, our folks that we come in contact with. So is there a number people can call for updated information? Well, probably, you know, the, the best number to call, as always, is going to be um, the state coronavirus number, um, the, 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 New York state, um, the New York State hotline uh, for, uh, for coronavirus. Um, they actually put that up, um, oh, gosh, um, I can't even think one, maybe it was one day last week. Uh, or so, and if there are questions. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's important to note um, that you know, if you go to the department, the New York State Department of Health website, if you go to the Albany County 
website and, and click on either the rotator or go to the health department. If you go to the CDC website, you're going to find out much of the information that you need to know. I think it's very important. I'll give you the, um, the COVID-19 uh, hotline from the New York State uh, Department of Health, and that's um, 1-888-364-3065. Um, okay. You can see there um, things that are updated now. You know, the, the data that's updated on there now um, by counties, uh, talking about the number of positive cases throughout the state, that's updated. It says it was last updated at, at 4 p.m. yesterday. They update once a day. So you're not going to see the Albany County up there yet. Um, okay. You're waiting later today, so they're going to be updating that. But that's really okay. information and is a, it is a very valuable resource. Okay, so I'm sure as this whole crisis evolves, Mary, I'm sure that I will be contacting you again to do another show on Focus on Albany. So I know you're very busy and the Kathy executive is very busy. So in the closing moments, do you have anything to add? I, I think what's most important is, is this, that with knowledge comes power, right? So if you... Um, are are well informed, then you are better able to protect yourself. Um, you want a reliable source of information. The internet has a lot of information. Not all of it is is correct. Um, so you need to go, as I said, to any of those websites or your local media, which is getting um, the updated information. And you need to remember to stay calm, exercise your good judgment. You know, if, like I said, if you're sick, stay home. If mm-hmm. you have symptoms of the flu, I mean, the, the flu, we people seem to forget. The flu, you know, in the first from October to the beginning of the season until the end of February uh, had killed over 16,000 people across the country and over 300,000 had been hospitalized. And yet, at this point, you know, when we're talking about even hospitalizations, or you know, there are not those numbers of people that are hospitalized uh, from this. And one, you know, if someone is to uh, test positive, as I said, 80% of those cases do resolve going through the process on their own. So if you're sick, stay home. If you if you are have symptoms of of the flu-like symptoms. Call your doctor first. Don't just go to the doctor's office. Call your doctor. Your doctor will tell you at that point whether he or she wants you to come in and can actually perform the test or write a script and send you to the emergency room, alerting the emergency room in advance or the hospital in advance that you're coming. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's important to remember. Um, once you do that, if you test positive and you're at, and you're and you're put into a quarantine situation, you need to maintain that quarantine um, because at that point you you if you know you're positive, you don't want to spread uh, that to anyone else. So um, exercise you know common sense in your interactions with folks. You know we're not we don't shake we don't shake hands these days. You know you right. you, touch, you touch elbows and even that's uh, that's closer than six feet. I mean you just want to make sure that you're protecting yourself and protecting those around you. Right. So Mary. I guess we will talk again as this whole horrible crisis evolves. 
So you have been listening to Mary Rosak, and you are the uh, director of communication. Yes, for the Kathy Executive. So if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment um, or criticism of this show, hashtag focus on opening on Twitter. Thanks, Mary, and keep up the good work. I know you're probably exhausted, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.